2: Welcome back to another episode of the Drop Podcast. This episode is going to be the game recap for the Blues-Canucks. The Blues came into this game going against a team that had no playoff aspirations. They've been playing okay recently, but the Canucks really played hard in this game and gave the Blues all they could handle. The first period was played very, very closely. Either team could have came out of this period with a lead, but it would be the Blues that would get the only goal and it would be by Braden Shin.
0: Bollmeister up the middle. O'Reilly for Tarasenko. Shin wide open. Chance. He scores! Shen, 17th goal of the year for Braden Shen. And you talk about pinpoint accurate passing. No chance for the goaltender right there. I believe he got a slight piece of it on this left side of his body. Bollmeister with the transition. Then Bollmeister's actually going to get the puck up there. Goes across. Shen takes a beautiful pass from Tarasenko. Oh, and it does squeeze underneath
2: them. This goal all started with a great defensive play by Carl Gunnarsson. The puck ends up on O'Reilly's stick. He passes it to Tarasenko. Tarasenko sees a streaking Braid and Shen heading towards the net. Passes the puck to Shen and he puts it past Demko. The Blues are up 1 0. Shen got his 17th goal of the year. Tarasenko gets his 35th assist. O'Reilly gets his 48th assist, 11 minutes, 50 seconds in. The Blues outshot Vancouver 10-7 in the first period. But as I stated earlier, it was a very evenly played period. The Blues didn't play bad. I know I've heard a lot of people saying, well, the Blues weren't up to the task. They let Vancouver stay in the game. Vancouver's got some talent, guys. They just were not able to put it together this year. Going into the second period, there would be no goals. The Blues did outshoot them again, nine to five, but in my mind, it was a very evenly played period. Vancouver would eventually get a goal on Bennington in the third period on a power play, just three minutes and 53 seconds in, to knot this one up at one apiece.
3: Here's Patterson fading back towards the board. not all of it, but Bennington had time to get over. 45 seconds for the second unit to work with. Here's Pearson through the defense in tours. Tanner Pearson.
0: What a move!
3: What a goal! Oh, baby! Now you wonder whether Jordan Bennington should have taken the referee's offer to blow the whistle. And now Tanner Pearson, thinking drop pass. The other team thinking drop pass. No drop pass. And he's through. Petrangelo and Edmondson just too far apart. They gave Tanner Pearson just too much room. And then a little
2: What an effort by Tanner Pearson. He put it on his shoulders. He got the puck behind Demko. Skates out of his zone. Skates through the neutral zone. There's Edmondson and there's Petrangelo right there by him. And they let him skate right on through. And he puts it past Jordan Bennington. And we're tied at one. Bennington probably should have had that shot. But most of the responsibility on that goal goes to the bad positioning of Edmondson and Petrangelo. That power play goal by Pierce would be his 18th of the year. Edler gets his 23rd assist. And Demko, yes, the goalie Demko, gets an assist on this one. Three minutes, 53 seconds in, we're tied. Lately for the Blues, it's been the fourth line that have come up big for this team when they needed it. But a lot of times, you need your top guys to come through for you in a game like this. It's a tight game. You need to win it to have a chance of winning your division and getting that much needed and wanted. Home ice advantage one of the big stars that would step up for the blues would be vladimir teresenko he gets his 33rd goal and the blues have the lead 2 to 1
0: slapped in by O'Reilly. chen goes after it he has scored the blues goal now back to petrangelo around for teresenko shoots he scores what a shot early in the period vladimir teresenko rifled one past the glove side and off the post here He drops his shoulder, drives to the net, creates a power play. And on the left side, I mean, he just whistles this one over top of the body of Stetcher. Shens in front, and the 6'4 goaltender is on his knees.
2: Just another beautiful goal by Tarasenko from his favorite spot. Right around the faceoff circle. Puts it past Demko, the glove side. Just a great, great goal. The Blues are up 2-1. That goal by Tarasenko would be his 33rd of the year. Petrangelo gets his 28th assist. O'Reilly gets his 49th assist. 10 minutes, 29 seconds in. The Blues are looking pretty good. All they have to do, play some good defense, continue to put pressure on Demko, and don't take any stupid penalties. They did two out of three of those, but the one that would kill them would be given up a power play opportunity, and the youngster, Elias Patterson, who is my pick for the Calder Trophy. Sorry, guys, those that want Bennington to win it. I think he's going to get a lot of votes, but my pick is Elias Petterson, and he shows us why here on this power play goal to tie it up two to two.
0: Brock Besser shoots, blocked by Gunnerson.
3: Horvat dives to keep the puck alive. Adler at the line. There goes Denko to the bench. Canucks pull the goalie. Petterson scores! A one-timer set up by Alex Adler. Petterson blew it past Bennington. And the Canucks on the power play, pull even at two. We saw the last power play. Elias Pedersen hit Bennington right in the head, but he was fading back. This time he gets to stand right at the faceoff dot. Beautiful pass by Alex Edler to set it up for Elias Pedersen. Bennington knows he's there, comes across and goes by it. And Pedersen, goalie moving to his left, goes back the other way.
2: I'll say it time and time again, you cannot take late penalties. They will kill you almost every single time. Bad penalty by Bortuzzo. He didn't think he deserved it, but he got called for it. And Pedersen ties it up at two. Just a beautiful, beautiful shot by Pedersen. Very similar spot from where Tarasenko took his shot. But Tarasenko stopped the pass and then did a great wrister past the glove side of Demko. This one was different. This one reminded me a little bit of Alex Ovechkin. He didn't stop the puck. He didn't skate forward with the puck. He took the pass on a one timer and put it past the blocker's side of Jordan Bennington. That goal would be Pedersen's 28th of the year. Edler, with that great pass, gets his 24th assist. Besser was key on the play, gets his 30th assist. 17 minutes, 51 seconds in, 2 to 2, and that's the way the third period would end. Going into overtime, the Blues had six shots on goal, had a couple good opportunities against Demco. He made some decent saves. Vancouver only had two shots on goal. So we would head into a shootout. And the first shooter would be Ryan O'Reilly. Well, ROR
0: will be the first shooter in the shootout. One for three this year. Here he comes on Demko O'Reilly. Delays to the backhand. He scores! shot. You talk about slicing and dicing this puck up right here with some quick hand and then the old nine of heart.
2: A beautiful approach on this shootout goal by Ryan O'Reilly. Heads into the offensive zone. He's on the glove side of Demko. Looks like he's going to skate in from there. He kind of skates towards the center and almost stops but doesn't totally stop. Heads in towards Demko. Backhands it past him and the Blues get a goal in the shootout. The next shooter would be the Calder candidate, Elias Petterson, and Jordan Bennington would make the save. Perron would come up next and put one past Demko, and then Brock Besser would have the last chance for Vancouver to keep this shootout going.
0: And now Besser must score. Two for eight this year. Here comes Brock Besser, in on goal, waits, save! And Bennington wins again! And the Bulls win three-two in a shootout!
2: A huge save by Bennington, and it gave the Blues the opportunity, at least for a little bit, to be in first place in their division before the two games that happened later on that night. Let's go ahead and head to the stats of the game. The Blues had 36 shots on goal, Vancouver had 25. Faceoff battle 46% for Vancouver, 54% for the Blues. Vancouver was two for three on the power play, and the Blues were one for three. The Blues outhit Vancouver 13 to eight. Vancouver outblocked the Blues 23-15. The Blues had five giveaways to Vancouver's two. Let's head to the post-game interviews. We're going to listen in on Craig Berube first. Then we're going to finish up with Bennington, Steen, and Vladimir Tarasenko.
4: Goalie played, or goalie played well. Regardless of how things
3: started out tonight, how proud of
4: you to be of these guys. Yeah. you were and, and to yeah. put yourself in this position? Very proud. They're, uh, you know, that's... Where, they, where we were and um, where we are now. You know, they, those guys deserve a ton of credit for the, for the turnaround. They, they, they did a great job, great leadership, you know, from our leaders, um, a lot of character and address from them, you know, and came through and did a good job. Everybody, we needed everybody and everybody helped. You talked about the
3: character. Uh, in regards to players making sacrifices, I think the scheme, switching <clears throat> lines,
2: maybe not the, the thing you want to hear, but he took Really well. you talk about the idea of
4: character and sacrifice. Yeah well, I mean we, we preach team first and um, you know players have to make sacrifices whether it's you know moving down a line or a different role and I think everybody accepted their roles and that's a big part of it all. I mean we have, we're, we're on the same page and, and um, putting a team first. We need great individual performances but it's got to be the team way, and they're doing that. Overall, what
3: did you think of your, your team's play? It seemed like you were in control, but you had only that one goal, lead, and then all of a sudden
4: they tied and you know, it. Well, penalty, a couple penalties, and, you know, we got to defend that first one. That's too easy. Um, and then the second one, we were out there a little long, didn't get it clear, and, um, you know, they kept it in there, and you know, Peterson could shoot the puck, I mean. We just – their goalie played well. We had a lot of good opportunities, I thought. Um, couldn't get enough goals. When
3: the game's on the line, the magnitude of it, uh, do you feel like your top line occasion today?
4: They seem- yeah, they had a group. I thought they had a good game. I had a strong game. I, I thought most of the guys had strong games, though.
1: Coach, uh, it's not over yet, obviously, but from the
3: day you
4: took over to today, could you have drawn it up any better? <laughs> I don't I mean – yeah, probably had a couple more wins. It's been um, good. I mean, I can't. You know, we did the guys. You know, we're in the playoffs. We're in a good spot, and wherever we finish, we finish. But um, you know, we're we're in the dance. So,
3: will you actually watch the games and just kind of keep track
4: of the scores? Uh, probably both. We'll see.
3: Ozak, and and it was on social media that he was involved in, uh, uh, I guess. was precautionary. Yeah, is he
4: he okay? Should be fine. So he going to play. Yeah. Was it the intent? Yeah. And you didn't find
3: that
4: out
3: until?
4: Late. Yeah. Yeah.
3: How did Thomas do? Do you feel like how did he do stepping into that
4: center? Yeah, Yeah, he did some good things, I thought. Um, You know, I thought he did some nice things in his own end. Um, stayed with his man a couple times where there would have been good opportunities, but he's in good position. He's a smart player. He's a good positional player. He knows what to do. you expect to have Perico back at the start
3: of the playoffs? Yeah. It's a little bit too about Shen. He had a, a slow start too, just his second half of the season. When
4: he, he yeah, started. I think um, <clears throat> we made that switch in uh, Anaheim. He went on wing with that line, and they've been tremendous. So it's really been, you know, real good chemistry there. He's played wing before. I had him in Philly and had him on wing. Um, you know, he's a good power forward. You know, he bangs, gets in there, goes to the net. I mean, he's had a real good second half. Point
1: Today, obviously, a big deal with the tightness of this race. Going down to the wire here. So, um, you know, we did what we can today, and now we're just going to prepare for the dance.
3: Jordan, how does it feel to be after everything you've gone through to finally be and I know you need some help tonight but to be in first place has got to be a good feeling for you guys.
1: Yeah, that's uh that's pretty awesome. Um, you know, it's been a it's been a good second half, so um hopefully you can keep building off that and uh, prepare for the playoffs.
0: I know you got a lot of work left, but if you can reflect just a moment as the season ends, like where you were and now you got 20,000 people screaming for you and you're the goaltender for a team headed to the postseason. What a whirlwind it's been for you.
1: Uh yeah. Um, you know, I'm very humbled, and it's been a lot of fun uh, being uh, being a part of this team. And um, you know, this league is incredible, so uh, it's been a great experience for me so far. And I'm uh, I'm excited for, for what's to come. Four overtimes in the last five games. I guess you guys can never do it the easy way. huh? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, I guess we're just you know it shows how uh, tena- tenacious we are, and um, you know we just work together as a team and stay with it and uh, stay composed, and um, we've done a good so job.
3: And you expected Vancouver in on this
1: one today. Yeah, you know, it's their last game of the year. They got some uh, good young talent and um you know, we we tried to weather the storm there, but uh they they got uh tied it up in the end of the game there and um you know, we stuck with it and we were uh we won, so it was good.
5: Yeah, I think the the last, you know, couple months we've been getting ourselves ready and and um you know, through our day-to-day work and and the process of what we've wanted to accomplish and um you know we've been we've been pretty dialed into what we want to do and uh, you know obviously as of late we've been fine tuning a lot of things i thought our pp snapped it around very well the last couple of games and um, you know now it's be nice we'll see tonight who we end up playing and then uh, get ready start getting ready
2: as what of right do? now you guys have the first place spot i mean with all this team has been through can you just talk about how that feels in this moment to have the first place spot
5: Yeah, again, we'll see what happens during the rest of the day. But uh, as a whole, you know, obviously we're happy with uh, where we came from and uh, how we were able to find our game. And, and, you know, the biggest part of it was the chemistry and and, uh, fine-tuning our group mojo and where where we wanted to be. And, um, you know, it got extremely important for us to turn it around, and I think it showed in the way that we played.
2: There's a lot of talk about how the playoffs are different than the regular season. How so from a player perspective, how different is the postseason compared to the regular season?
5: I mean, the biggest thing is the intensity and the, uh, you know, obviously the attention and uh, all those things. But for us as a group, I think, uh, you know, we'll look to prepare uh, in a similar fashion. Obviously, there'll be a little bit of tweaks since we're playing the same opponent uh, uh, game after game. So um, there'll be some tweaks to our preparation, but... uh, We'll start looking to get ready here tomorrow and Monday. I mean, that's the same answers I gave you before. That's really a big turnaround for this year, and obviously feel nice to be there. You know, now we just need to wait when other teams finish their games, and we'll see who we're gonna play.
3: Clyde, will you will you watch the game to just keep an eye on the scores?
5: I don't probably no. Uh, I mean, it's been a lot of hockey last few days. Like, I, <laughs> we have six games I think in eight days, so you just find out. Whoever you play, you just need to go through, you know, and it's, it doesn't really matter.
3: Plus four overtimes in five games, like three shootouts in four games. You guys, uh, you guys have to do it the hard way,
5: huh? I mean, we uh, still got those points we need. And, uh, you know, some games doesn't go that easy like you want to. And uh, just a good, good test for us before playoffs.
2: As we all know, the Blues were in first place for a very short time. Nashville ends up winning the conference, and they get the number one seed. And the Blues get the third seed. So the Blues will be facing the Winnipeg Jets and they do not get the home ice advantage in this round. I'm not going to spend any time on this Canucks game because we all know what happened. I want to get into my preview of the Blues Jets series. A lot of people in St. Louis are taking a lot of things for granted in my mind. A lot of people are saying that Jordan Bennington's going to shut the Jets out trying to bring up the fact that Patrick Line has only scored six goals, I believe, since December or January. The regular season doesn't matter when you're playing each other in the playoffs. I don't know why I cannot get that through people's head. A lot of people are saying the Blues in five, the Blues in six, the Blues in seven. And hey, I understand you're all Blues fans. You want to be positive. But everybody is taking the Winnipeg Jets a little bit lightly. Everybody kept saying, I don't want to play the Jets. I don't want to play the Jets. I'd rather play the Predators. And then when the Blues play the Jets, everybody's talking about how Bennington's going to shut him out, that Bennington is not going to be nervous in the playoffs, that he was not nervous at all during the regular season, so on and so forth. I'm going to tell you something. He may not have shown nerves. But I don't care who the hell you are as a rookie going into the playoffs. You're going to be a little bit nervous. Some Blues fans are going to disagree with me and that's fine. But I guarantee you there are a little bit of nerves within Jordan Bennington. Doesn't mean he's going to do bad. Doesn't mean he's going to do great. As I brought out earlier, people keep talking about Patrick Lyonet. The Blues aren't going to have any issues with him. You know, he's been, he's been terrible since December or January. Hasn't shown up. It's a different season. The Winnipeg Jets are a physical team. The Blues will have to hold up against that. They will have to be somewhat physical, too. I've heard some people say, well, the Blues can't play a physical game. They just have to let Winnipeg beat them up, and they have to discontinue to try to score. That's not the way it works. You have to give it back at least somewhat. If the Jets are physical, the Blues have to be somewhat physical. The Blues cannot, and I repeat, cannot play an open style game and expect to win this series. I think they can win this series, but they're going to have to play like they did in that 11-game winning streak. Great defense, cutting down on the shots against Bennington not allowing a lot of great op- not allowing a lot of great opportunities keeping guys out of the front of the net not letting a guy like Dustin Bufflin take a game over by beating you to death and also not allowing Dustin Bufflin to get under your skin and have you take stupid penalties the blues need to be disciplined they need to take the opportunities that they get and take advantage of them if they get an opportunity to where they're wide open and have a great shot They have to take it. And then there are those that say that Connor Hellebuck is a terrible goalie, that the Blues have a huge edge in goaltending. I would say during the regular season, the Blues would have had a huge edge. But Hellebuck has been to the playoffs. Bennington hasn't. And I love Bennington's toughness. But as I stated, he is going to be nervous. This is his first playoffs. Whether he shows it, I don't know. I think the key to this is going to be. If Jordan Bennington plays like he did in the regular season for most of his games, and the Blues can keep the Jets to 25 shots and under, they have a great opportunity of not only winning the series, but winning it in five games or less. If they allow the Jets to get 35, 36, 37, 40 shots on goal against Bennington, the Blues are either going to lose the series or it's going to take seven games. A lot of people are picking the Blues to win in seven games, and I could see that. I don't want the series to take that long because if the Blues play a seven-game series against Winnipeg and go into the next round, they're going to be wore out. We all saw what happened the year they played the Blackhawks in the first round, and they could have taken care of them in five or six games and didn't, and it took seven. Then they played the Stars in the second round, and they could have taken care of the Stars in five or six games and they didn't it took 7 they got into the conference finals and what happened they were wore out can the blues win a stanley cup taking 21 games to get there yeah but it would be very hard and almost impossible it's hard for a team to get to the cup much less take that hardest road and have three series of 7 games every blues fan is picking the blues to win the stanley cup and i greatly appreciate your confidence in this team and the love of the Blues. And a lot of you guys are quoting all of these analytical stats and these graphs that people show. Oh, the Blues have a 35% chance of winning the Stanley Cup. That's great. And it, analytics are great. In my mind, you can throw them out in the playoffs. I'm not saying the Blues can't get to the Stanley Cup. But you guys know me as somebody that's unbiased. And I'm not going to sit here and give you fluff and tell you that I'm picking the Blues to win the Stanley Cup. Because I'm not. I don't consider it a success if they get past the first round and lose terribly in the second round. And I consider it to mean nothing at all if they lose in this first round. It wasn't a successful season. Yeah, did they come back and make the playoffs and go from one of the worst teams in the league to about the 12th or 13th team in the league and get third place in the Central Division? Yes, they did. And kudos to them. That's great. But if they lose in the first round, this is not a successful season. I'm sick and tired of hearing Doug Armstrong say, well, normally over the last 10 years, we're one of the top teams in the league in the regular season. That doesn't matter. How many people look back at a team and go, man, for 20 seasons, they were one of the top teams. They never really done anything in the playoffs but get to the conference finals one time. But man, they were a successful team. It's time for this team to push forward and win a cup. I'm picking them to get to the second round. But guys, don't be shocked if they lose in the first round. This is a good Winnipeg team. It's a very good Winnipeg team. They're fast and they're big. This series comes down to several things. Which team plays better defense? Which team cuts down on mistakes? And which team gets better goaltending? Whoever does that is going to win the series. Now I want to talk about Craig Berube. I did a poll recently on Twitter. And ask if Craig Berube loses in the first round, does he deserve to be the Blues' next head coach? I was shocked to see almost 70% of you say yes. Why would you say yes to that? Are you happy with getting to the first round? I'm not. I'm not happy with just getting to the playoffs. 16 teams make it to the playoffs. That's more than half of the teams. It's an accomplishment, yes. But is it this all great accomplishment? No, it's not. Is it a great accomplishment considering where the Blues were? Yes. But that's it. I think Craig Berube is a decent coach. But you guys forget one thing. His playoff percentage is a great 429. We need a coach. I'm talking about a guy that can coach, that gives you the chance to make it every year to the conference finals in the Stanley Cup. That's what the Blues need. And it's nothing against Craig Berube. He did a great job bringing this team out from where they were. But you got to give the players credit too. They started stepping it up. You give credit to both sides. I don't see too many people giving the players credit. I see everybody giving Craig Berube the credit. But the players have to deserve some of this credit, guys. It's not all on Craig Berube. If they go far in the playoffs, would I have an issue with them signing Berube? No. If they lose in the first round and sign him, I'm afraid, guys, we're going to have another situation where we're three or four years of competing for the playoffs, getting in the playoffs, and losing in the first round or losing in the second round. Aren't St. Louis fans sick of that? I'm sick of that year in and year out. I'm sick of hearing we're competitive. We're normally one of the top teams in the league. We're normally competing for a playoff spot. I love the players. I love what they've done. But it's time for this team to make another push far into the playoffs. You want to impress me? Get to the conference finals or get to the Stanley Cup. I don't care if they win it. Just get there. And I don't care if they win the conference finals. Just get there. I was ecstatic when they made it against San Jose. I was upset when they lost. But I was so happy that season that they made it to the conference finals. Let's do that and I'll be happy. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop Podcast. Until next time, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at drop hockey show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance Descott at LanceD at DropPodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.